Welcome to our second uh, special here on Founding Radio. I've uh, eventually got round to it. Uh, I did intend to do a few more of these earlier this year, but uh, it seems to have been a bit of a delay. But here we are now. We're at our second uh, show, Founding Special, and we've gone down to the Bullpen Arts Centre down at Stamford in the Vale, where I met up with Helen Jacobs. Well, I'm here now with uh, Helen Jacobs uh, down at the Bullpen Arts Centre, um, which is a, a centre run by artists to, um, well, you, what's the best way you, you put it? You just describe it just before I switch the recorder on. <laughs> um, so we're an artist-led centre for making artwork, okay. mainly sculpture, mm-hmm. but all visual arts. So um, we cover textiles, sculpture, some painting, um, some craft, and mainly we're running sculpture workshops for okay. artists. Right, okay. And how long have you been established now? We set ourselves up in 2005. Um, right. Before that, it took a year or so of showing work at the Oxfordshire Open Studios, um, getting a lot of people through. And, yeah. uh, you know, somebody's bright idea was, well, you could build a gallery at the front if you get so many yeah, people yeah. here. Yeah. And the farmer gave us permission to go for planning to build a gallery, studios, right. okay. foundry and workshop. Oh, right. And if you had some support from arts... arts Councils and places yeah. like that, yeah. or um, every project we do has been supported by the Vale of Whitehorse District Council Arts right. Development. Okay. Um, we had uh, a substantial arts arts council grant um, two years ago, which enabled us to run a whole year of workshops for mm. artists. We've had local funding from funders like um, the Oxfordshire Community Foundation. Um, we've had a grassroots grant from them. Mm. Um, we've had. A local network fund grant from them, and this year we've had a Mid Counties Cooperative grant through the Oxfordshire Community Foundation. That was great. That's great. We also got um, a grant from the Stanford in the Vale Public Purposes Charity mm-hmm. this year to run community workshops in conjunction with the artist workshop we're mm. doing just now. So that meant we were taking community groups um, out on a trip and bringing them back here, and then carrying on the artistic work we'd started sure. okay. with them here. Okay. But one of the, your uh, mainstays of this is, is working in in, uh, in metal, isn't it? Yeah. That's, is, uh, yeah. It's a foundry work, is that the yes. right word describing yes, it? Yes, it's a foundry, not a forge. So okay. we don't do blacksmithing here, right. although we have got a forge, just to confuse you, inside oh, right. that the would foundry. Confuse me. Okay. The, for, right. the, the forge is for um, blacksmithing, which is to, to beat metal mm. into shape. And the foundry is for melting metal and pouring it into a mould to get right. the shape that Right, okay. Want. But you don't do that all the time. That's something you do, every, what, once or twice a year, is it? Or? Yes, when we run a big iron pour, we need a core crew of 15 people to mm. run the furnace. Right. So it's, it's an enormous job. It's a yeah, huge logistical... Yeah. Well, I've been here and seen two of those anyway. Yeah. And, and uh, when's your next one of those? It's this oh, Saturday. We missed it. Oh, it's right, this it's this Saturday. Saturday. Oh, yeah. right. Visitors are welcome to come and watch. Yeah, it's two pounds, yeah. um, and you'll be in a safe distance. But you can actually watch a, what we think is a unique spectacle because you mm. can come and stand and watch artists running a furnace. Mm-hmm. It's it's a modern model of um, a traditional blast furnace. Sure, it's run on solid fuel, so we run it on coke. Right. Um, there's forced air, coke, um, and broken scrap iron, which goes into the furnace. It melts, mm-hmm. it comes out and is caught in a ladle and then that molten metal is poured into the mould. So right. there are sparks, it's exciting. Oh yeah, yeah, it's very exciting. Sounds, yeah, yeah, it's something yeah. you can't see. Yeah. No, I know, I can, I, well, I've, say, I've seen it twice and it's very, very impressive, yeah. And those, those would be based on people who've 
previously done courses here? Have they come back for that? Is that um, some people have come back. In fact, invariably, we do get people who want to come every time we do it, mm. um, and for one reason or another, either can or can't that year. Sure. But we always get new people each year. Uh, right. They're all artists, but yeah. they haven't necessarily had any casting experience. Right, so, for okay. example, this time we have a stone carver with us, Mark. Mm-hmm. Um, we have um, two textile artists. Um, we have a craftsperson who doesn't you know doesn't usually make fine mm. art so mm-hmm. um we all work together everybody's sharing skills mm. um we're all making different sorts of molds using different sorts of materials we've got different levels of expertise and everybody has to work as a team right. because you can't okay. cast iron sculpture on your own it's no, not possible. no it's very dangerous and uh Health and safety rules, I suppose, in that area, isn't it? Yes, and it's just, it's an enormous furnace. You yeah, can't run no. a small um, cupola furnace. No. It's not, it's just not possible. We've got a smaller one, and that's even more difficult than our huge one. Really? Run. Yes. Yeah. Well, it's more delicate to operate, isn't it? Um, yes, it's fussier in the way, oh, that, it, right. in the way that it works. Yeah. So we, we prefer to run the cupola, which is, to us, it's huge. Yeah. Compared to industry, we're, we're tiny, tiny. Yes, I think, <laughs> uh, well, yeah. It's all relative, I suppose, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. Okay, well, maybe you could maybe just uh, give me a bit of a, a walking tour of parts of your overall yeah. complex, really, if that's okay. Just so we can have yeah. a, a bit of a feel. What, what we're so we're in uh, the workshop room now, yes. aren't we? This is um, a multi-use room. So we, ha- we receive workshops in here, school groups and so on. Also, it can be hired for conferences, so it does scrub up beautifully. At the moment, we're looking at a room that's cluttered, full of... Workbenches. Yeah, I can see. Chairs. So a lot of people were people have been um, working here on work and developing uh, yes, their the, pieces of work. The finished moulds from the foundry have been wheeled in here. So right. the um, the blocks that you're looking at are um, large forms made of sand mixed with resin that sets rock hard like a brick. Okay. Um, they're strapped up and they've got holes drilled into them, and those are our sand moulds which are going to go out into the pool area which will show you the bar oh so this is the before furnace. they go in there isn't it yeah yeah so this is so where it's all been prepared yes exactly the finished molds are waiting in here and we'll take you around to show you where we've been making them okay um, but in here so you can you also use this place for um meeting room as well and conferences yes. and what yes, have you, you yeah okay yeah, this I is see. hireable this room okay um, i see some nice pieces of artwork around the wall as well anyway or some uh, yes these are wesley's work um, Wesley Jacobs is the other director here, one of four of us. Okay. And um, and his multimedia work is his relief work we have hanging on the walls. They're like um, paintings made out of floorboards, so they're thicker than a than a kind of flat board painting. Right. Okay. Um, lot, they're very sculptural to look yeah. at. So they're floorboards. It's not part of a door. It looks like part of a door. No, it makes it look like that. Yes, is it? it is. Yeah, yes. right. And the same with the one behind you here. Yeah, yeah. And these ones too. And I like the extra sort of like they're well, industrial fittings or industrial yeah. waste. Maybe at one stage, but the other thing is that where they come from. We we reuse so much. We get given so many old bits of um, equipment and materials and tools that people don't want anymore, and we'll either be able to melt it down if it's scrap iron sure. or we'll use it in a sculpture if it's something we can weld or cut so you're, you're always looking for bits of metal to melt down then, you? yes if people sometimes people just drop off the odd piece of metal outside the doors for us and we can use it or not cast iron scrap that we most uh, yeah. that is most easy for us to break down to use in a furnace is baths cast oh, iron right, bath yeah. tubs um, cast iron fireplaces and cast iron radiators so they're all easy to smash with a lump hammer 
Um, I think the radiators, the definitely. I don't think many people have cast iron tubs you get rid of these days, but I think quite We've often people... We've bought quite a few on eBay. Really? Yeah. Oh, right, okay. But you don't want to buy them, it'd be nice to have them given, wouldn't you? Yes, but people do, people do replace their central heating, yeah. which I think... I'll definitely mention that at the end. Uh, yeah. If you've got old central heating, bring it onto the bullpen. Yes, They'd welcome you. it. Yeah. Okay. And then coming through here, is there anything else in here that particular is... Uh... I mean, you can see an open mould here. Oh, yes, of course. Um, yes. So this is the inside. And what's this sandstone, do you say, is it? or? It's sand mixed with resin in the cement right. mixer. Okay. And rammed with force using a wooden block in your hand, rammed into a moulding box. So right. if you can imagine... Um, four panels of wood screwed together to make um, a box with high yes. sides yeah. placed on the floor with your object in the middle okay. and we ram this resin sand around it and it sets hard and then mm. you can lift that wooden box away um, lift that top side of hard sand off and turn it over right. and pack down the other side and yeah. then open it out right. you remove your initial object and then you've got a space where your object was and is that so, white horse, is it? No, it looks like very sort of an impression of maybe a bit of the white horse. It is horse very or abstract. Um, it's not actually the white horse, but it, it does. I can see how you would think it looks like that, actually. How very local. <laughs> <Is it? laughs> yeah. It's not, no, it's just a bit So these uh, yes. will um, connect back up. The two halves of the mould will be connected back up. There would be channels carved in there that can mm. receive the metal flow for it to flow around sure, inside the yes, mould. Yeah. And a cup made of the same resin sand is put on the top so that we've got a guide yeah, yeah. to see okay. where to pour yeah. into the hole. That must be a skill in itself and just making these moulds, isn't it? Well, this course is a week long. Just making the moulds? Just making the moulds. Yeah. 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 The artists have to arrive on the course with the what we call the pattern already made. The yes. pattern is the sculpture that yes. you want eventually to be in metal. Okay. You might arrive with it made in wood. For example, these ones are in wood. Mm -hmm. You might arrive with it in wax. Sure. And then we spend the whole week teaching the artists how to make the mould around that. Wow. That gets taken out. Yes. And then the metal is poured into that mould, so you'll go home with both your initial pattern and then your sculpture in cast iron. Brilliant. Wonderful. Mm -hmm. Okay, so moving from the uh, this first room... That's the toilet. This might be a bit noisier now. Okay. Okay, so we've now moved into the foundry where there's a lot of people, uh, these people on courses, are there? Yeah, people this come is, here. Um, everybody is on this particular workshop course. Um, so we've got a lot of action in here. This is the main work area. Okay. Um, we've got workbenches around the side of this vast space and an enormous bench in the middle. People are even working on the floors. Mm. There are actually 16 people working together on this really, course today. Really, so yeah. they're all spread out in different rooms. Again, you can see sand moulds on the floor in various stages. Mm. Um, some are, uh, two halves are finished, some are still in the moulding boxes. Yeah, I can see that. Some yes, are, there's, there's quite a few all prepared opened. there. Yeah. Um, so they're waiting to dry then, are they? Set, yes. Set, sorry, set, okay. Yeah, right. They go rock hard. Um, they set in between two and three hours, mm -hmm. so you can do one half in the morning and the second half in the afternoon. More complicated moulds need more pieces than... Two. So sure, that's, yes. that's um, something else altogether, really. Um, we've got tools and equipment hanging up around the edges. The key mm. part in the foundry at the moment is the cement mixer by Quite, the door. yeah, because you make it in bulk, I suppose, don't you? That's it? where it's we not, put... Um, it's not a small amount in a bucket, is it? No, we no. weigh out amounts of sand to go in with the correct amount of resin and catalyst, which mm -hmm. you can see over there in the jugs. We pour that into the cement mixer. Um, time it for a set time to mix 
tip it out of the cement mixer and then ram it into the wooden moulds. Okay. What's all the part of white stuff I just see down there? Is that wax, that's is the, it? Is that's it? the X pattern. So the oh, artist right, arrived okay. with his pattern made in that foam. Yeah. As foam, is it? Yeah. Okay. He made the mould of it. It's that disc. It was a kind of um, stone donut, if you like. Right, okay. He copied that in the foam, made a mould of it, and then to get it out, he's yes. had to break it. So some patterns get broken on purpose when you're taking it out of the mould. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. It doesn't happen if it's made in wax. Here no. we've got... Simone is doing some what we call wax welding. Right, okay. Um, so she's heating a knife on a little gas ring, and um, her sculpture is made in wax. It's a... A sort of mythical looking three headed little creature about the size of my hand. Is that how you would describe it? Yeah. <laughs> so I'll just oh God. Yeah, no, that's fine. So it's a, a mythical three headed creature. Is that, is that the way? Is it, has it got a name? It hasn't. It's hovering between the sort of uh, the three fates, really, and the three graces. We haven't decided. It looks like a. It looks like a. I don't know, really. It's upside down. Yes. Upside, oh, right. Okay. Well, that, that definitely throws me then. I, I can't. This is the test of like my welding. It, looks it like, might now all fall off. So it looks it's like actually that way up. It looks like a, uh, an emu. An emu or an ostrich with three heads, maybe. Yeah, it's maybe. definitely got ostrich feet. Yeah, okay. <laughs> or, uh, or bits of a chicken stuck together. I don't know. Chicken legs. I don't know. You can't eat them, though, can you? No, definitely no, not. Definitely you not. wouldn't want to. You really wouldn't. <laughs> okay, so just could you describe what's again what's happening. What she's got is her sculpture made in wax initially. So one method of making a mould is this sand, which I've described. Sure. This is a whole other way of making a mould. Her piece, as you can see, is really complicated. It's got twists, it's got turns. Yeah, there are yeah. legs sticking off, there are feathers. So it's um, not... Foolish. It's not foolish, it's just not appropriate for a sand mould. Adventurous. So what she's going to be doing is making what's called a ceramic shell mould. Right, okay. And for that, we need to fix the sculpture um, either the right way up or upside down, it doesn't matter, mm. to a wax stem on a wax cup. Got you, I understand um, now. And little tiny wax threads joining onto the cup as well. Mm. Um, at the moment, the cup is upside down. This is to down. hold it together effectively, yes. is it? Yeah. Um, the cup is upside down, and when she turned it up that away, with the cup um, mm. ready to receive the metal, sure. once that's coated in the mould, yes. you'll pour into the cup. It'll travel down the main right. sprue there. Oh, It'll see. flow into the Oh, it's all inside. It's hollow, and it's going to yes. fill it from the... Oh, I, I, from my mind, I think it's going to do it from the outside. No. It's, it's hollow. It's going to fill it... through that. Got you. What happens to this entire wax thing now is I'll take you into this room, and you'll see mm -hmm. the whole thing gets dipped several times in coats of um, what's called ceramic shell. Okay. It's, um, it's basically a colloidal silica solu a sort of um, solution, suspension right. liquid, that keeps um, very, very finely crushed ceramic in suspension. Oh, right, okay. It coats the mould in layer after layer after layer until it's built up. So it's just really to protect thick. it. It gets um, fired. Yeah and the wax melts out. It's lost yeah. wax process. Right, then you're left okay. with just this shell of ceramic yeah. where the wax was, yeah. and you pour the metal into that. Right, okay. Yeah, So that, yeah, and then that waste to dry, cool, cool down, and, yeah. and, you and then you break off and that. And you break yeah. away the shell. Yeah, yeah. oh, I see. Do That's you wonderful. want to see some Yes, please, yeah. Let's okay. go and have a look to the uh, room where you have to it's wear noisy. masks. A noisy room where you have to wear masks. But we're not wearing masks. We'll just good. quickly keep okay. it. We have to keep this shut because um, we've got a dehumidifier on and a heater in here. Okay. Because we have to dry out each layer of the ceramic. We're just behind. 
Um, this is a very complicated mould that's being poured at the moment. Okay. In the drum that you can hear spinning around is this um, this suspension liquid that gets poured over the wax. Right. And then this stucco is thrown onto it. If you wait long enough, you'll probably be able to see. Oh, I um, see, right. This yeah. fine Yeah. Breathe in without a mask. Okay. Um, it's fixed on layer after layer after layer. So you can see there's a, a finer grain, and this is a coarser grain. Oh, right. I can As see you now. Yeah. It builds up each yeah. layer, it gets coarser and coarser. It will get blobbier and blobbier, looking less It's feel like, like rendering people have on old houses when they want to cover their brickwork, isn't it? It's people so render so their houses in the horrible but it's, stuff. But it's remarkably tough, and it can yeah. be fired in a kiln, and it can receive right. molten metal at 1,400 degrees. Oh, it's very tough, then, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. There's a lot of um, abstract, abstract designs here, I suppose. Is that the best way to describe it? Or? Yes, they look more abstract than they are now because they're covered in the mould material. Right, okay. But certainly um, we've got artists making all sorts of different sculpture. Yeah. There's no set type of artwork no. that's made here. It's just the process that joins us all together. Sure, sure, yes. And what is the, the stuff again put on it? This is silicon, you said? No, this is... No, it's called ceramic shell. Ceramic it's shell. It's crushed ceramic, basically. Okay. Um, uh, in a suspension that's um, like a solution that you can pour right. over it. Okay. And it dries, um, and it goes absolutely rock hard around mm. your wax object. And then you can melt the wax out and pour the metal in where the wax was. Okay. Helen then showed me one of the large sand and resin moulds. Uh, it was enormous compared to the uh, other exhibit she'd shown me. It was over a, over a metre across. So the wax that you can see, is, this is the artist's Lionel's, okay. the wax that you can see is his pattern. That's his sculpture that he's made. Um, he's had to um, make this sort of um, barrier all around in what's called oil sand. Okay. That sand is packed around because he's going to make it in two halves. So he hasn't made one half of the mould yet. This is okay. in preparation for it. He's going to put this um, resin sand that we've mixed in the cement mixer on the top of that and ram it in hard. Hmm. So um, when he takes that rammed half off, okay. he can brush away all that oil sand. His piece will be stuck to the mould. And what is the piece then? What's being made there? Do you it's know a wax splash. He's calling it. Oh so right, it looks okay. Looks like a splash that's splashed up. Yeah, yeah. Spilt a bit of milk. Oh right, okay. But it's huge. It's, you know, it's as big as it's probably a meter across. Yeah, it is, yeah. isn't it? It's very big. Yeah. But it's it's slim. Yeah. So it'll be quite a fine piece of artwork. Okay, yeah. that's wonderful. So we're now moving outside, out into the sunlight. We've still got a bit of sunlight left here in October. This room is for the third mould making process that we're doing. The most rustic. Mm -hmm. so, we're actually using so what's this room called? Have just got a special name this room at all? Or? No, it's one of the studios. Sorry, it's one yeah. of the studios, okay. Um, these moulds are similar to the ceramic shells that I was just showing you. You can see that the shape underneath that mould material is a small sculpture attached to a wax cup. Okay. With little uh, rods coming off it in order to um, for the metal to flow. Right. The difference here is that we're not using um, a chemical uh, to suspend the mould material at all. What we're using is actually dung. Um, this is the. I, I thought you said dung just back then. I thought oh, I must have misheard no, that. You didn't I thought you said it. dung room, as in completed room. Okay. But dung. I'm going to start at the beginning and point yes. out that next to you here is a big bucket of sieved horse dung. Right, okay. Um, there's a bucket of crushed 
unfired brick, which is our clay. Mm -hmm. There's crushed charcoal in this bucket. Okay, yes. And we have crushed fired brick in one of the others. Um, basically, you weigh certain amounts of all of these materials together and mix them with water to make effectively a slurry mix, mm -hmm. which you can see in this bucket. That's one. That's, that's, that's grey sludge then, is it? In this one, um, this is the end of another slurry that we've mixed. That's a very different colour. Yeah. Why is that then? This one is made in the West African method. So the grey one is West African. What makes it grey then? Um, I didn't mix this one. So okay. I think it's the clay because it's right. a, a modelling clay. Has oh, I see. Right. We've, okay. we've used a yellow unfired brick clay from Suffolk. Um, what happens is we mix up this um, slurry and we, again, we dip the wax object on mm. its cup in this slurry in several coats so these moulds here that you can see have several coats of these different mixes of slurry okay and they dry um let me show you one of mine that's drying now um, it actually doesn't smell of dung and it's kind of getting dry and firm i see yeah it'll yes. build up and build up and build up almost like brick and in the end we'll fire it in a temporary kiln and the wax will melt out right and, then we'll and the shape will be formed by the dung that covering was, that you've yes, created. That will stay as a nice cavity there. We'll bed that into some sand mm. and then the metal will get poured in. It'll flow down the channels that we've mm. made. It'll go right around the sculpture. It'll cool and then we'll just, with a grinder, we'll just cut off the channels and the cup and you'll be left with just your little sculpture. Right. This one is just a little chair. And how did dung get to be known to be useful for this purpose then? It's, how the, did you know it's one it? of the oldest forms of mould making that we know about. Oh, right, um, okay. So actually, the ceramic shell process that we've shown you, mm -hmm. this dung method is its ancestor. I see, right. So ceramic shell is the modern equivalent yeah. of using a dung method. But in West Africa, obviously, you have a hot baking sun, which yes. can bake each layer of the dung mixture over right. your mould. Yeah. And it can be done more effectively that's why in here we have to have the fan on the, the heater on and the dehumidifier yes, yes, on yeah. so is there a, who would decide which process to use the dung version or the ceramic of the artists version? you mean yeah. that's an interesting question because actually we've never run the three mold making methods together in one workshop oh, right, okay. Um, we've done two at a time but never mm. the three and actually I think it's just a sign of um, the artist's common concerns about using chemicals, about right. um, okay. depletion of materials and resources. And so actually, the dung version is more natural, yeah, more what have we got around eco friendly us? basically. On the farm, we've, um, we don't own the farm. Mm. Justin Riggs owns this farm and sure. we just have this premises. But he kindly lets us go and collect horse and cow dung right, for this yeah, process. Yeah. Um, there is clay in the River Ock, just down the way from us. Okay. Um, we've got sand, local sand, and we can mix all those together to make a moulding material. Right, that's all very natural then, isn't yes, it? Yes, yeah. we could even use beeswax. We, really? we use a mixture of waxes yeah, to make the wax yeah. in the first place. But since we're using um, an ancient way of melting the metal, mm. we were really keen to use an ancient way of making the mould too. Sure. So they run in tandem really, yeah, really yeah. beautifully. Okay. Great. Other people with big, big pieces want to make sand moulds because you can you can afford to make bigger pieces That's right, there. yes, I can um, see that. So each artist kind of comes with their own piece of work that they want to make and then we work out whether they have a particular desire to try a mould making method or mm. what's most appropriate to that piece. 
Right. How can okay. we facilitate what they want to make? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So we've come through the one of the workshops, and we're now outside. And there's someone smashing something up. Well, describe who's smashing what then. Uh, Nigel's on the workshop. Nigel Watt um, is a, a participating artist on the workshop. What he's doing is smashing up, thank you, old pieces of iron. Mm-hmm. Um, we've collected um, fireplaces, baths, um, I see. radiators. Right. You can see a, a big pile there that we're going to smash up and put in the furnace. Um, and he's actually smashing the iron into set size. Um, we need a very even... Um, a sort of flat, um, slimish pieces mm. of iron to go into the furnace. Um, this size. We've got a little ingot here which sure. we can measure by. That's about um, what, three half, about three inches square, more or less, yes. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, three to five. Um, yeah. And these pieces get broken up. The the fuel, the solid fuel, the coke gets broken up as well, and then they're weighed into bags, and they become what we call charges. Okay. And those <clears throat> charges are how we. F- how we feed the furnace so when we're getting up to temperature Mm -hmm. these buckets with the right amount of iron and the right amount of coke will get tipped into the very top of the right i I remember seeing that they'll burn start to melt make their way down and then they'll come out of the spout we catch the molten metal in Mm. the ladle and then it gets poured into the molds sure so um, nigel has the unenviable task of doing a half an hour of smashing he has to wear safety gear for this take time to take uh, yes. do their fair share of this Absolutely. end of the yeah it's a it's a prerequisite to be on the, on the workshop course. you have to and be what, willing to muck in and do a bit of and everything what's he using there what's what's that just a huge metal pole yes, is it or? this metal pole is really good for um just sort of stabbing at the metal we also use lump hammers um right. sledgehammers it depends how you find it fits best yeah we, we're finding that the pole works really well that's very effective i was very surprised yeah. how with not a great deal of effect it's a pointed pole just yeah goes straight through it, doesn't it? Yeah, the point and the weight of the rod um, just do it. So you want to get the sort of corners off so that you've got a really lovely flat yeah. piece of metal like that. Good but job. How would, how would you break up a piece a radiator, though? Could you do it that way? Yes, we've really? smashed up all sorts of things like that. Well, the lump hammer to begin with, probably, and then the pole. Yeah. yeah. So the gallery is the, the calm, beautiful space where you get to see the artwork after it's the been finished. After finished. all that effort, yes. yes. So um, as we walk in, in this exhibition called Drawing with Metal, straight ahead of you, you can see a really large, um, very beautiful drawing with um, a colour wash over it of a mother cradling a child. Mm. The mother is sort of like um, almost made of leaves and the, the bottom of her figure is beginning to become roots. Um, you mm-hmm. can see just next to it is a maquette a bronze sculpture okay. of um, that's kind of derived from this drawing. I see. So yeah. a lot of the drawings in this exhibition will relate to a sculpture. There are connections. There are connections. Yeah. It's basically so we we really wanted to offer the public um, a little insight into how a sculptor thinks. Sure. Yeah. So hopefully these drawings just show a little bit about um, you know an artist's process or an initial idea or um, a way of getting from one idea to something else. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, this one is being shown here. This is a, a bronze um, skeleton of a hair. The hair was initially made in wax, so mm-hmm. it was modelled. Then um, the ceramic shell mould was built around it, bronze poured in. The whole skeleton has been patinated in a sort of blackish, brownish patina, like mm-hmm. a sort of a very dull finish. 
apart from one of the ribs, which is highly, highly polished, so it looks really uh, very bronze-coloured. Um, that one relates to this drawing here. Could you just go that one again? How would that, would that have been made with, which method of the methods you've shown me would have, would have created that one then? Um, the ceramic the... shell, which was in the room where we needed the right, masks. Right, yeah, okay, because that's very delicate, isn't mm -hmm. it? Yeah. Is that, would that have been made as, as one piece, or was that yes. a collection? Oh, no, right. it would have been made, there's no welding there, that's no, one piece. that's one yeah. piece, that's amazing. So the metal finishing on that is very good because you can't see where the, um, the, flow, the flow of the metal would have yes. gone in because there yeah. would have been attaching rods which have had to be filed off. Yes, absolutely, yeah, so. yeah. That's very delicate. The same, really, with this one, which I haven't actually yet unwrapped, but this piece is one of my favourites. It's so beautiful and delicate. Um, it's a little iron teacup, um, which has a little pile of slag in it. Mm -hmm. The slag is the rubbish in the cast iron that floats to the top right, and okay. is skimmed off yes. before you pour the iron. But you can keep the slag, and it dries to a kind of glossy, glassy texture. And right. This has been smashed up here, and it just tips out of the cup. Yeah. Growing out of the cup is a tiny bronze um, oak leaf. Mm. So three little leaves coming off one little stalk. Um, it's a really beautiful piece, broken, it is, it broken is. cup. And yeah. above it, above the sculpture, is the artist's right. first, okay. first drawing. Yeah. So you can see it's just kind of um, been taken out of a sketchbook and uh, this is her initial idea because things have changed a little bit. The handle on the actual sculpture is, is a broken handle, like right. the broken, yeah, um, so it's just, the broken well, it's just part of the cup. Obviously her artistic ideas changed as she was developing yes. it then. And we think that's quite interesting really for people to be able to see an initial drawing and mm. how the actual sculpture ends up, much yeah. like the huge painting of the, the mother and child yeah. leaf kind of people. The actual sculpture has real differences. Um, it's much more difficult to see the child in the sculpture than the drawing. Yes, I see, yes. And I think you pick up on, by your drawing as an artist, you pick up on what you do and don't want. You think maybe... So they're your initial ideas and as yeah. time goes on, when you're getting closer to your finished work, yeah. it, it's something quite different really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. What are those then? How would you describe what they are? Just pieces? They're, that, they're just abstract, abstract shapes. They are actually based on um, cell structures. I see. Um, so fat cells um, oh, and right. things like okay. that. Connect, and, but also, Wes has been really interested in looking at um, domestic objects, uh, like taps and plugs and things like mm. that. And this is a kind of sort of um, a next stage where he's been drawing parts of taps and parts of cells and they've kind of become these lovely organic mm. quite abstract shapes it's like a sphere in the center with branches coming off it with smaller spheres on there like little feet almost and these are bronze patinated bronze and the, the actual because it's very polished and uh does anything happen to this do you do anything to this or is this just the final product and it's a, as it came out something no it came out um it didn't come out highly polished like no. this. Um, it was rough around the edges and had to be metal finished, but then it still looked bronze coloured. Right, okay. Um, so with chemicals and heat, you can create a patina that is effectively a sped up version of what would happen right. over time over if it was yes. just left outside. Yeah. Okay. So old bronzes, old bronze statues and things have an aged patina yes. to yeah, them. Yeah, and yeah, all we're mean. doing is just speeding that up by right. using chemicals and heat. And then the reason it looks sort of almost 
like it's got a sheen on it. It's because it's been waxed. Right, okay, it is, yes. It almost okay. looks like stone. Yes, it does, yes. Now, Helen had to rush off uh, just towards the end, her showing me around the gallery. So, unfortunately, I didn't get the chance to thank her properly. So, now, thank you now to Helen and the rest of the Jacob family down there at the Bullpen Art Centre. Uh, I did stay and take a few photographs of the exhibits in the gallery. And they are, will be, they are on uh, farrandedradio.com website. And uh, the art gallery is open to visitors as long as you book in advance. Give them a call. They'll uh, happily to accommodate you. Uh, but they are very often busy in the workshops. And as regards workshops, they do have a number of workshops coming up um, in uh, February and uh, December. Or the, depending on when you're listening to this show. Um, there are various workshops throughout the year anyway. So there's always an opportunity. Maybe somebody listening to this show, maybe not too distant future, will be creating a wonderful piece of bronze sculpture. So thank you again to Helen and everybody else down there at the Bullpen Art Centre in Stanford in the Vale. Now the uh, next founding special is uh, about to be recorded. Uh, of course, depends when you're listening to this really, doesn't it? But we'll be going down shortly to the wind farm at uh, Stanford in the Vale, not Stanford in the Vale, that's where I've just been. That's no good, is it? Down at the, the wind farm down at Watchfield. So that will be our next uh, founding special uh, in a few weeks' time. Missed it all, you were there. 